Good morning, good morning, good morning, and praise the Lord. We're praising a good God this morning. We're praising our Lord and Savior this morning, the Mighty One, the Righteous One, the Holy One, the Sovereign One, the One that's good all the time, and all the time He's still good. Father, we just want to come before you this morning. We just want to worship you. We just want to tell you how much we love you, how much we praise you, how much we adore you today. Father, we just think none, none like you. None can compare to you. Or they can't even match up with you. They try to duplicate you, but they can't. They always failing. Father, we thank you right now. Oh, we just give you glory. We bask into your presence this morning saying thank you. Thank you for being a good God. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the wonderful name of Jesus this morning. Father, we thank you that all power is in your hand. All creative force is in your hand in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatsoever we will today, Lord, let us will it unto you in the name of Jesus. Let us not contemplate with this world and try to compromise with the world and try to be in competition with the world. But Lord, let us be in good company with you. When we come to you, we come to you humbly in prayer. Father God, we thank you that our communication line is open, oh God, in the name of Jesus. That we don't have to call you, Lord, and you said the line is busy. Oh Lord, when we call you, oh God, we don't have to hear this say call waiting. Hallelujah. When we call on you, Father God, we don't have to hear a voicemail, but we can get directly through. We can come boldly to the throne of grace to receive mercy in the time of need. Oh, God, there's no waiting for us. There's no waiting line in the name of Jesus. Oh, you said, come all you that's labor and heavy burden. Come to me and I'll give you rest. So, Father, we're coming to you today. We're coming to you right now in the name of Jesus. Coming to you saying you're a sovereign God. We love you this morning. Glory to God. Before we ask you for anything, Father God, we want to praise you. We want to lift you up and we want to magnify your holy name. We want to tell you how good you are. Oh, Lord, let us just vast in your presence right now. Let us stay here. Let us dwell in your presence right now. Lord, let us not be in a hurry to do anything, but stay into your presence, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Oh, God, we thank you for your son. Jesus, hallelujah. We thank you, oh God, that you didn't forget about us. Even when we was in a pit of hell and going on to hell, Lord, you brought salvation to roll us out of it. Lord, us out of that lost and dying world that was going to take us down to the pit of hell. But therefore, when salvation came, it came for every man, hallelujah. Every woman and every boy, thank you, Jesus. You gave that to us, Father God. And with that salvation, there came healing in the name of Jesus. I say today, Father, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the many blessings that you bestowed upon us in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, oh God. And secondly, Lord, we just want to say, if we done anything wrong or said anything wrong, we had any ought against somebody. Father, we ask you to forgive us. Father God, first of all and most mostly, we want to say that we want to go to that person. You teaches us in your word to go to that brother. Go to that brother and ask for forgiveness and walk in love, complete total love, like when God said that He gave His only begotten Son. For whosoever shall believe on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That whosoever is us. So I want you to remember that. Whenever you don't like something that your brother or sister did or they get easily offended, just do it in love. Tell them it's a love walk. We're not trying to offend you. We're not trying to upset you. We're not trying to turn you away. But we're bringing the love of God, the unadulterated word and the love of God to you today. Hallelujah. Because everybody is so tense. 
Everybody just high and low. Hallelujah. Everybody just up and down. Glory to God. Sad sometimes. Sometimes they're happy. They don't know which way they want to go. But I'm here to tell you, hold on to God's hand. Hold on to the hand that he's bringing to you. If God brings somebody to you, don't turn them away because they might be your blessing that day. It might be what you need today. That encouraging words where your head has been hung down. All there be in your body, there's sickness and diseases in your body. That person become with a healing in their words. Unless they place their hand on you, you shall be healed. If you have the faith to believe today, I want you to stretch your faith today. God wants to do something today in this prayer. He wants to remind you of his love. He wants to remind you of his goodness. He wants to remind you of his grace towards you today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. And then tomorrow he's got his own problems coming too. But that's why he tells you man should always pray in season and out. That when the sun go down don't let it go down where you didn't ask nobody to forgive you because you remember you're taking it to another day. I want you to tell you today, God is pleased with us when we do what his word says, even in prayer. Prayer may not, may be the most important force that we possess. We possess that force. That's why we got to open up our mouth. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you that we're praying with you. We're keeping good company with you. Or we're making prayer a part of our daily life. That we will feel the divine presence of you that holds us. You are the key that holds us to our peace and our love. And you know what? Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint on their knees. I'm here to tell you, if you're weak today, God is strong enough to raise you up. When you bow down to him, oh, glory to God. When you humble yourself, be submissive to God, be obedient to God, be faithful to God, be trustworthy to God, be loving to God, be kind to God, because God is watching everything we're doing. He's searching the earth. He's looking. He's watching to and for, trying to find somebody that's serving him, trying to find somebody that's praying to him, trying to find somebody that's in the in the gap for somebody else, holding somebody else, else up, encouraging somebody else else in their day. It's not about me and it's not about you. We come together in unity and that's when the forces of of heaven is coming down to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Satan don't like it. They don't like it when we walk together and fellowship with one another, just like Adam and, and God, they commune together each and every day. Satan didn't like that. He was somewhere peeping, sneaking around, trying to see what made this God have a fellowship with this man that he created. What about me? See, it's always what about me? If you get me out of the way, you get yourself out of the way, God can move in. He can show you some things. He said we're in the last day. He want to show us miracle signs and wonders. He said it will follow them that believe. But if you don't believe, it won't follow you. So don't get mad at somebody else. Don't get mad at another Christian if they're walking in the things that God has called them to walk in. You just need to get on your knees and tell God, I want to walk in the things you called me from the day that I was pushed out of my mother's womb. I ain't mad about Sister John and Brother Ella or anybody else. I want God to move in my life. I ain't got time for patricating with people. I ain't 
got time for all this woe with me. But when you come before God, you got to come with clean hand and a pure heart. God can't move in a vessel that got holes in it. That the system, everything is running out. It's running to the ground. God can't work in your life if your fruit is hanging down on the ground and Satan coming along and eating it up. God can't work in your life. All God wants to do is have a humble spirit. He wants to use you. He said, I want to use you in these last days. I want to make you to show the world that I am stronger than what the world is thinking I am. The devil has everybody to see. He got everybody thinking that they can not call on a God that is a living God, but they can still worship idols and dead gods. And they, they, they go around sacrificing. They sacrifice their children. They sacrifice their parents. They sacrifice everything in their life to try to get God to do something for them. But God doesn't move like that. He don't move on evil works. He don't move on the ground that Satan is moving on. God is high and lifted up in the heavens. That's where he's rolling. But he has us. He uses us down here. He has he uses me and you as vessels because we want to be used by him. We are his mouthpiece. We are his marching army. We are the ones that goes out and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. As long as they have the faith to believe it, God can work through us. We are his point of contact to this world. The world can't be reached if we don't go out there and reach him. The world can't be saved if we don't go out there and give them the salvation that God wrought for in his son Jesus for them. I'm here to tell you today, God before you, who can be against you? Nothing can be against you. So when you go out there, you open up your mouth and you come boldly, you come boldly. Tell what thus said the Lord say. Don't worry about what it sounds like. God got your back. He'll ease some things in on you. You didn't even know that you was going to say. But I'm telling you, we're serving a supernatural God. We're serving a God. You see, God was in the beginning. And he still is. He's working things out in the middle of our life. He still is. He's always working for us. Hallelujah. And he's definitely going to be at the end. When you get at the end, he's going to be there. God is almighty. He's omnipotent. He's all power. He's everywhere at the same time. The devil can't move like God moved. God going to move whether you say something or not. God going to bless whether you have something to do with it or not. God going to show himself strong in these last days for those that believe him. And I'm here to tell you, don't let all this theology stipend your zeal for the truth. The God in the, that I serve is the truth. In the way and the life. Hallelujah. So don't let because I got a piece of paper and it tell me I went to Bible school or I went to theology school and they gave me a certificate. I'm a minister now. I'm an evangelist now. I'm a preacher. I'm a deacon. I'm a bishop or whatever. Don't let that stifle you. Don't let it stifle your zeal for the, for the truth because you got to give the people the truth whether you want to or not. If not, God going to remove you. He said in the last days as we pray for people, we pray for all men. We, we pray for everybody, everybody that's in leadership, everybody that's running a position that's supposed to be leading the people. You're supposed to love these people, show these people, train these people, pull them up if they're down, give them the zeal of God. Don't give them your zeal because your zeal ain't going to put them in heaven. Your zeal ain't going to give them no blessing. But you got to give them the word of God, which is the unadulterated word of God. Speak the truth. And let every other man be a liar in the name of Jesus. Glory to God today. Father, we thank you. 
Oh, I'm just fired up this Saturday morning. I'm fired up because I got these petitions and prayers that I want to bring to you. We're talking about the rebellions of this world, where we at in these last ages. We're in the last of the last of the last days. And these things that is coming up, you can't shake your head and say, I don't know what these folks is doing, but you better get down on your knees and start praying, asking God to show us the way out of this, asking God, what prayer should I be standing on? Right now, I'm standing on Psalms 34. I have the month of November where I've been praying, just meditating on that. Psalms 34, in the name of Jesus, can't nothing come up against you. Can't nothing stop you. Can't nothing block you. God said he's with you in that prayer. That's the prayer that David prayed. Hallelujah. So I just want you to be encouraged today. Be encouraged today. Lift yourself up out of that mockery clay. Lift yourself up. Bring yourself to a place that you know God before you. Who can be against you? I know people are going to talk. I know people are going to turn their heads and they're going to be shaking their head or who she thinks she is and who he think he is. Don't worry about what the naysayers saying. You better put your trust in God. You better worry about what God is telling you to speak out of your mouth because if you get consumed with these people, you're never going to get to the level where God wants you to be because you're so trying to be corrected in man's eye but you better be right with God that's who we got to stand before at the end of our life we got to stand before God to be judged for every idle word we said out our mouth for every deed that we done for how we cursed people out how we didn't want to bless them how we turned away and turned up our nose at them how we spoke uh, illness and, and, and evilness and diseases on them. It's like you spoke something in their life that wasn't supposed to be there because you did not know the words that you was using were curse words. You, you didn't know how to bind that spirit up. I'm here to tell you, even sometime as believers, we're going to miss it. That's why the Bible tells us to confess our faults one to another. If I come to you and I say I missed it, still love me, but pray for me. Don't go behind my back and talk about me. Say, oh, I thought she was a Christian. We're all a Christian. We're all supposed to be Christ-like. But that doesn't mean we're perfect. Jesus was the only perfect man. We're striving to get there each and every day because this walk out here ain't no joke. If you don't put on the full armor of God, and having your feet sharp with the preparation of the gospel of peace while you're walking. Because the gospel of peace is the good news. So everywhere your feet try, you're saying the gospel of the good news. You're not speaking what you see, what the world is doing, what the world is saying, what they're wearing, and how they're doing their hair. Everybody trying to be in competition in the last days. I understand now why the book of Timothy talks about don't get caught up and braiding up your hair all the time. It's got to be something more important than just braiding my hair or twisting my hair. It's got to be something more important than worry about my nails and my fake eyelashes. It's got to be something more important than what I dress or what I drive or what kind of house I live in. It's got to be more to that. All that's good in perspective. But some of us is overdoing it. We make that our first priority and we don't make God our first priority. Glory to God this morning. You can turn me off right now if you want to or you can keep listening. I'm speaking what the Lord tell me to speak. When we go out here in this world and we see people, especially the homeless people, we just keep right on going. I know somebody got some couple pennies and nickels and quarters in the bottom of their purse and some man got some change in his pocket. You mean to tell me you can't reach in there and give them nothing? You got to remember, 
Every seed you sow, you're sowing it to God. Because they don't look like us. Because they don't smell like us. Because they don't go into the house of the Lord every day. We are the church. We're the ones supposed to go out there to them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm fired up this morning. Because you have to get so fired up in the spirit where you're tired of the devil. And you got to speak the truth. Pray that you don't lose sight. That's what Jesus said. Don't lose sight. Prevail against evil. You got to go the other way. And a lot of times people get mad at you because you don't sit underneath them when they gossiping and talking about people. False breakers, you know, untrue, running to every mischief, just gossiping, busy about it. They get mad at you because you don't join into it. But the scripture tells me, Jesus said, pray that you don't lose sight, prevail against evil. So if I go the other way, I'm resisting that. There's a lot of things I don't want to hear. A lot of things I don't want to see. A lot of things I don't want to walk into the presence of. If it's not the presence of God, I don't want to walk into it. There's so much going on in these last days, and believers don't even open their mouth. They think it's the norm. No, it's not the norm. It's the devil. And you better cast him out every chance you get. Because he ain't fleeing if you ain't saying nothing. Glory to God. When you dishonor God, you ever wonder sometimes when you say stuff, you're dishonoring God, and you, you say it just as plain and beautiful as a Christian, but you're dishonoring God. When you're sitting up talking about this man and that woman, that child, you're dishonoring God because they're God's people too. You got to have a zeal for the house of the Lord. You come into the house of the Lord, you're gossiping, you're worried about, oh, I don't know about what's going to happen with my children and my job, I'm finna lose my job, and I don't know how I'm going to make it. But you're in the house of the Lord. Evangelist Strambler said, it's in the house, it's not in the yard. So you need to get out of the yard and come into the house so you can be blessed. That you can change your way of thinking. Renew your mind. Renew it every day. Those thoughts that come down, you don't have to accept them. You say, devil, you're a lie. Get out of my thought. My mind is the mind of Christ. That's how you got to come back into the devil. You got to come back and tell that devil, I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed coming and blessed going. And so is my family. It tells me. That I have a generation, a generation, a generation of blessings coming upon my children and their children and their children and their children and their children. There's never an ending with God's blessing with you. The only way the blessing ends is you stop it. Because when the floodgate opens, you better have room to receive it. Because if it's an overflow, you better start blessing everybody that come in contact with you. I don't care if you don't like them. Bless them. I don't care. A lot of times people just hang around you anyway for some good anyway. So why don't be a blessing to them? Give them something to talk about. Give them something to think about. Let them see the goodness of God in you. Don't walk around and don't. I, I did that and I realized my blessing got stopped because I let that ugly devil try to temperate my mind. Oh, I'm not going to speak to her today. I'm not going to speak to him today. I'm just going to walk past him. 
You're stopping your blessing. If they say good morning to you, you say bless the Lord and keep moving. Don't stifle your zeal with God. Hallelujah. This morning, the spirit of a man is like a candle. You're just like a candle. If I light a candle right now, it gives light. But when I blow it out, depending on what made me blow it out, my anger, my rebellious, my disrespect, my hatred, my racism, what is blowing out your candle today? Glory to God. We ask God for things. But we never realize why we don't get them. God is not a Santa Claus. God is not a jack in the box. God is not a genie that you rub the bottle and you get what you want. This is not no trick or treat. That's what the world do. We don't have to do that. Because in the very beginning, when God said, light be, we were there with him. And every blessing that he spoke out of his mouth, he spoke it out for us because he said we will have dominion. The fruit of the ground belonged to us. See, we, we still wrapped up with that, that first Adam, but you better get tapped into that second Adam, which is Jesus. Yeah, we know Adam did it. He missed it. That's why we're going through what we're going now. But if you got salvation, that you grab hold to Jesus, you're walking with that second Adam. You're walking with Jesus now. And the devil hates you now. I'm here to tell you, he hates your guts. He hates you because you are part of the kingdom. He hates you because you took his place. He hates you because you're blessed and he's cursed. He hates you because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for you, for you, for you. He hates that. He hates it when you're strong. He wants you to be weak, bearing down, trotted down in this life, barely can make it. He wants you that way. But when he see you raised up and sitting in heavenly places with Jesus, he mad about it. And you give that opportunity to him, man, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. If I know that I am the righteousness of Christ, you can't come with nothing unrighteous to me. Because I'm listening to what God's word says about me. I don't compare what man say about me because man don't have a heaven and a hell to put me in. I compare myself to what God said I am. He said, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed coming and blessed going. He said, my barns will be filled with plenty. That means that's a bursting or overflow right there. I'm going to give you some, you some, you some. I'm going to bless you, you, you. I'm going to pray for you, you, you. I'm going to make sure that you're not sick in your body. I'm going to lay hands on you and you shall recover because the Bible said believers shall do this. He didn't say the preacher. He didn't say the evangelist. The evangelist goes around seeking the lost, bringing them in, telling them about Jesus, the good news. But believers, we have authority. We have authority in the kingdom that we can open our mouth and we declare and decree some things. We can bind and loose some things. We can heal the sick. We can raise the dead. We can open blinded eyes. 
We can destroy the works of the enemy if you want to. You got to believe that you have the authority of the believer. You got to walk in it. You got to talk about it. You got to say what is so what thus saith the Lord. And stop saying what the world is saying. Stop worrying about what the news is saying. When it flash on there, breaking news. I want to hear the breaking news that Jesus is here. Jesus done showed up in my house. Jesus done came and blessed me. Glory to God. That's the breaking news you want to hear. As soon as the news come on, everybody go to a hawk and their eyes is, and ears is ready to hear what the enemy is saying. Don't you know that that is set up by the enemy? Because they ain't telling the truth. They're speaking lies and hypocrisy. They're giving you all untruth and you, you, you put it in your heart. You let it get deceived in your heart. Then you walk around here in fear. But the Bible said God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of a power and of a sound mind. Your mind got to be sound today to know that who you standing for, who you standing with, whose side you on. I'm on the side of the Lord. I'm in the army of the Lord. So therefore, I can't retreat. Therefore, I can't go AWOL. Therefore, I can't lay my sword down. Therefore, I can't speak negative stuff. Therefore, I can't be a curse to you. I should be a blessing to you. You are in the army of the Lord. You are part of his kingdom. You are covenant kids. You are priesthood. You are from a royal generation. You are from a chosen generation. God chose us before the very foundation of this world. Who you say you are today? Come on now. Who do you say you are today? You are of a priestlyhood, a royal generation, a chosen one. That's who you are today. Glory to God. I tell you today, I'm so glad. I'm so glad about our father, our daddy, Abba Father, Papa. That means tender affection. When you come, you notice how the grandkids come to the granddaddy and they say, Papa. That's tender affection. Those kids are showing tender affection toward Papa. And we are his children. So when we go to Papa, Papa is so glad because he's getting tender affection from us. Glory to God. That word Abba Daddy means far tear in the Greek. Hallelujah. To bring God near. That's what we need to do. We need to bring him near. Don't be so far off. That you got to run to him. I know he said come boldly. But it depends on how close you are. When he said come boldly to the throne of grace. To receive mercy. In the time of need. How close are you today? How close are you to God today? Are you a fall? I understand. We might miss it. Just like the prodigal son. He wanted his stuff right then and there. I ain't waiting till I get to a certain age. Give me mine now. So what did the father do? The father was humble enough. He had tender affection for him. And he gave him his goods. But he went out there in the world and started spending it. Finding anybody that he can attach himself to. When all the things that was good that was given to him from his tender affection father, he lost it all. He had to become a hot servant to feed the pigs. He got so hungry. He even got in the pig pen with the pigs and started eating their stuff. 
But he left our father. He left tender affection. He left somebody that was near to him. But when his daddy saw him coming, after he realized I can get three square meals in my father's house. I can get a bed there, a clean bed there, clean clothes there. I can have running water there. I don't have to worry about nothing. I can be a hot servant in my father's house. I came to my senses. <laughs> I'm going back home. He's on his travel back home. And his daddy saw him from afar. And he ran toward it. But he told the other brothers, bring me the robe. Bring me the ring. Glory to God. He didn't want to tell him, no, son, I can't, I can't, I can't welcome you back. Uh, you did wrong. He didn't say that. He was tender affection. He wanted to get near to his son. Just like God wanted to get near to us today. He wrapped his arm around him. Put a coat on him. Put a ring on him. He didn't even have to go in there and bathe to get that. I'm here to tell you, whatever state you in today, call on the Father. Bring him near to your situation. He is for tear, Abba Daddy. He is Papa, tender affection. Oh, glory to God. He's That's all that we need. You have the rights to approach him as our sovereign father God. You have a right to bring your regards to him. You have a right to tell him how much you love him. You have a right to know that after the resurrection, there was something amazing for you. Glory to God. I'm here to tell you. When you pray, glory to God. You got to pray like this. <laughs> you got to make a framework of what you're bringing here that God will provide for you. It is a structure how to pray. And most of all, you're in constant union him, communion with him. So when we come to God, we come to him in communion. We come to him as Jesus came. He came not to overturn anything or to replace anything. He came to fulfill it. We're talking about prayer today. We're talking about how we can come to God. We're talking about how boldly we have to walk toward the throne of grace. Because if you talk about the grace of God, he's in the throne. He's right there where everything is holy, majestic, and beautiful, and loving, and kind, and peaceful. Nothing is out of order because God is a good manager. He managed everything when he said like be. He orchestrated six days and on the seventh day he rests. Don't you want, don't you know he wants you to orchestrate your life the same way? If we get up off of this thing because technology has exceeded itself, a lot of people don't understand why technology is in the in the 20th century like it is now. God is wrapping this thing up. I'm not going to give a man credit for Facebook or FaceTime or whatever, but I will give that person the credit through God because God be the glory. God is the one orchestrated. Just somebody just happened to grab onto that vision. See, whether they did the, the vision right, but it's all over. Everybody at the same time can pray if you're on social media. If this world would come together, just take one day on Facebook, somebody sent a post and say, let's just all do a chain of prayer and just keep sharing. 
Don't you know we can reach so many people in a moment time? So there's not going to be no excuse why we didn't pray, whether we knew how to pray. You can go on the internet and pull up a prayer. The disciples, they didn't say, I want to pray like Jesus. They said, teach us to pray. And Jesus taught them the right prayer. He taught them the right prayer. If you ever want to know the right prayer, you ask God to teach us. He said, I will teach you. Don't let no man teach you something that the Holy Ghost already done taught you. Because it was all in the very beginning. I thank God for this morning. I really had to get that out. It was so heavy on me. And just to let me know that we can have heaven right here on earth. A lot of people say, oh, you got to die to go to heaven. No, God can allow us. He said, bring heaven down. Have it as it is in heaven. So shall it be in earth. Stop listening to people that don't know the Bible. I just had a person that tried to teach me the Bible. First thing, I want to know your background. I don't want to know that you've been in church 20, 30, 40 years. I want to know your background. Did you go to Bible school? Have you been on a good teaching? Who's your pastor? I mean, all that's important where you go to church at. They'll take one thing that the pastor has said, and they'll take it all out of contents. They were talking about the parable of the sower. They're not on good ground. They're the other three. Wayside, stony ground, and thorns. No disrespect to that person because that person should have been taught how to take that Bible and study it out. You have Bible concordance. You can do a study run on one word. You can even ask, give me all the scriptures on the blood. Give me all the scriptures on righteousness. Give me all the scriptures on whatever you want. There is not going to be an excuse. But if you've been taught right and you know how to do those things to keep yourself out of the snare of the enemy, because, see, the devil comes to convert the word. He ain't going to tell the truth. He want to put it in his entity. But that's when you have to rise up to the occasion and say, no, that ain't what I've been taught. Come on, give me a Bible. Show it to that person. Break it down to that person. Find out what the Greek word is. Don't just say what some minister said. You got to do the study for yourself. He's giving you the homework to go home and do it. Work on it. The Bible said we got to work out our own salvation and fear and trembling. So if it's sometimes you're fearful about something, you just ask God to take that fear away from me. Even though I'm trembling along the way, but I want you to take it away from me because I want to know the word. I want to know it right because when I give it to the people, I want to make sure that it is helping them, building them up, taking them to a place where they can go home and teach their family. They can pray for their family. They can cast out devils in their neighborhood. They can get people born again. They can teach them about God. All this stuff, everybody trying to run around here because I got a piece of paper. I went to Bible school. I ain't got to do no more work. You're going to be a student until the day of redemption. That's when Jesus broke that sky. 
But I'm here to tell you, don't take that two-year certificate or that four-year certificate and lay it or place it on your wall and let it collect dust and you ain't went and searched nothing out further. Because all they gave you was the foundation. You got to structure that thing. You got to build that thing. You got to make sure this is right, that is right, the ins and outs, truth against the lie. You got to search out the scripture. The Bible says, study thyself. Approve of a workman need not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. He said rightly dividing. He didn't say go in there and just mess it up. Don't do that. Because you're giving people false hope. I had a lady tell me the other day. She said, what all you don't do in the kingdom? Because every time she's seeing me, I'm on assignment. I ain't finna sit up and say, Lord, do you want me to go over there and serve in that area? Show me a sign that that's what you want me to do. No. If an opportunity is available, you better step up to the occasion and be a blessing to somebody else. It ain't about me. I know what I'm called to do. I'm in the ministry of our helps. I go and help. If you want me to wipe down your desk, that's what I do. If you want me to clean your toilets, that's what I do. If you want to sweep your floor, that's what I do. If you want me to shine your windows up, that's what I do. If you want me to carry a Bible, that's what I do. Ministry of help helps. They don't sit on their butt and soak up the word. Oh, I got my word for the day. I'm gone. Bye. See y'all next week. No. He put you there with the fivefold. He could have left you out. But thanks be unto God that causes us to triumph in his name. He didn't leave us out. Because he know we're trying triumphantly in his name. We fall, we get up. The just man fell seven times, but what made him just? He got back up. He stood up. He kept it moving. He didn't care about what you said or how you felt about him. He kept it moving. He kept moving in the things of the Lord. I might have been down, but I'm up right now. He might have talked about me, but I'm still rejoicing right now. They might have frowned at me, but I'm smiling at them because I know the God that I serve is a loving God. I ain't, I ain't serving a mad God. I ain't serving a God that's always hateful to people. I ain't serving a dead God. I'm serving a living God. I'm serving somebody that I know who he is. Hallelujah. Get mad at me. I don't care. Because it ain't what you got to do that's going to stop me. I'm going to keep moving in the things of the Lord. I know what I'm called to do. I'm called to be ministry of help. And that's why my program is called Ministry Now. Because we minister to people. We give them salvation. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. We, we call them into the fold. We feed people. We give them things. Not to be... Seeing a man, I can go to a corner right now where I know there's homeless people. I ain't got to have Channel 2 to come now and put me on the news so y'all can see what I'm doing. It's the secret things of God, the hidden things of God. When God will reveal you in due time, he'll raise you up. I don't need no pastor to raise me up. I don't need no bishop to raise me up. I don't need no evangelist to raise me up. I need God to do what God is doing in my life. Because he's the only one that can promote you. 
Man, do it because they like you. Oh, I see you doing this. Man, do it because, oh, I think I want her on my team. And then when you get on their team, they, it ain't what they thought it was supposed to be. Because God didn't place you there. Everybody is running from this church to this church. Oh, Sister Eva, come on over here with us. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, we're speaking in tongues. Oh, we're worshiping God. Oh, they pray music all the time. Oh, we're getting teaching over there. Doing the same thing where I'm at. God is there too. I'm not finna go after every win of doctrine because that's what you're doing. I'm not running here and there. I'm staying where I'm at. And when God take me, he took me on where I need to go. I'm not confused where I'm supposed to be. I'm not confused what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not confused what I'm supposed to be saying. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I stand in my office. I'm not trying to get in your lane. I'm running my race. And if I run it the way God tell me to run it, I'm going to run to the end. I'm not worried about you. You can't pull me back with you. You can't stop me. You can't block me. God know everything about me. He knows the very hairs that's on my head. Hallelujah. So I don't care what you think about me. I don't care what you say about me. But you know what? Keep doing those things. Because all you're doing is opening the door of blessing for me. Because as I hear you say those things, I say, hey, that ain't none of my business. That's God's business. And then watch God move. Be like, I thought we were just talking about her the other day. How she get that brand new car? How she get that nice house? How she always looking good all the time? Because you open the door for her with your mouth. So I'm here to tell you, people of God, let them talk about you. Let them scorn you. Let them buke you. Let them call you everything but a child of God. You just keep on smiling. Keep on walking in love. Keep on praying for them. And watch God move. Because God is watching your heart. He's watching your reaction. He's watching your response. What did Jesus do? All that time, the disciples was with him. He already knew that Judas was going to betray him. He already knew that Peter was going to deny him. He already knew that one of them was going to do what they was going to do. You understand what I'm saying? But did Jesus turn the other cheek and, 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 and say, oh, I know you finna, uh, you're going to uh, sell me out for 30 pieces of silver. And I know you, when the rooster crow, you're going to deny me three times. You're going to say you wasn't with me. You're going to say you didn't know me. Jesus didn't have to say that. Jesus knew what love was all about. He knew that he came to save the world. He didn't come to condemn them. He already knew what he was supposed to do. Jesus was so wrapped up in his assignment that he didn't care what they was doing. But he corrected them. When they got out of place, he corrected him. He made sure he brought them back to a place where this is what I come for. I came for you. I came to seek out the laws. I came to pray for people. But most important, I got to do what my father tell me to do. If my father tell me to do this, I got to do it. See, Jesus had a zeal for the house of God. He had so much compassion and love for the house of the Lord. When they was in there selling all their dubs and their fine wares and everything, Jesus got in that temple and he saw that. He said, this is my father's house. This is my father's house. Whether you realize or not, he started turning over the tables, changers, 
setting the doves free, opening them gates for the chickens to run out, the, the donkeys and everybody just go free. Because you're not going to make my father's house a house of den. This is a house of prayer. And that's what I'm saying today. We got to turn from these ways that we're coming into God's house, acting any kind of way, saying anything, dressing any kind of way, showing off this and showing off that. Get somewhere and sit down and pray to God so God can open up some things for you. You ain't got to come in the house of the Lord acting like that. People praying in the spirit, they can't pray in the spirit because you coming two rows down from him with all that yakety yak, yakety yak, and you ain't even talking about Jesus. That's the saddest thing about it. I can see why other people are praying in the spirit and you're talking about the things of God. You ain't even talking about the things of God. You're bringing the world in there. We're supposed to go out and get the world and bring the world back in and then let them get taught. But we're talking like the world. I know a lot of people is going to be upset with me today, which is good. They was upset with Jesus because Jesus didn't do what they wanted him to do. Jesus didn't say what they wanted to hear. Jesus gave them the word of God. And uh, I'm going to end this. And I'm going to say it in a nice way. We pray. For all men in First Timothy, second chapter. It said all men. Leadership. People that's not in leaders. He's talking about the kitchen worker. He's talking about the sanitation worker. He's talking about the person that drives the cab. Person that drives the city buses. He's talking about the pilots. Train engineer. Talking about people that build cars. He's talking about managers in restaurants. Talking about people that works in grocery stores. People that's waitress. He's talking about all those people. The babysitter. The gas station attendant. He's talking about the, the street sweepers. The people that keep the streets clean. He didn't leave anybody out. The tree trimmer, the gardener, the florist, the seamstress, the nurses, the doctors, the lawyers, the physicians, the RNs, the LPN, the neuron surgeons, the president, talking about leaderships there, the vice president, the cabinet. One thing I learned just the other day, as a president, if we don't pray for our president and we always talking about what he ain't doing or what the vice president ain't doing, there were times in Benjamin Franklin days and all those first presidents, they geared to that cabinet. If that cabinet didn't pray for the president, then we know we got a problem. I just believe in my spirit. If we take that scripture and understand 1 Timothy 2, that was a purpose there, that God made a purpose there, that all come to him, all men come to him. I don't care what title you got. They had to use it for leadership because we got bad leadership. But I want you to know 
When you get your mouth off of the president or anybody that's in authority or leadership, and things will work out for us so we all can live a quiet and peaceable life in godliness. But because we don't do those things, this is the result that we get. I know I'm going to lose a lot of people on that when they're going to say, well, that's not spiritual. That's the truth. I just told you what was the representation of 1 Timothy chapter 2. God had a purpose in it. And his purpose was not just leadership. His purpose was for all men. And I'll leave that there. And I want to tell you today, God bless you and your family today. Bless your children. Bless your homes. Bless your going out and coming back in. Bless your church. Bless your pastors. Bless all your congregants. Bless your community, your neighborhood, your rural areas, your cities, the country. Bless wherever your feet trod today. Let you be the head and not the tail. Let you be above and not beneath. Let you be blessed coming and blessed going. Father, we thank you today. We thank you that this prayer is for all people. We had to get a little rough along the way to make you understand how the kingdom worked. The kingdom does not work with defilement and hatredness and loss of all things, trying to get a get-rich scheme. It doesn't work like that. The kingdom is what's on the inside of us, in our heart, that we live out each and every day, that we say that we are believers, that we are Christ-like, that we are striving each and every day to be in the perfection that Jesus was in. We can never tip the scale where Jesus was, but we can get close. I'm here to tell you today, I denounce a blessing upon your house, your generations and generations, your children, your children, children, and your children, children, children. I denounce a blessing today that God will overflow and overtake things in your life like never before, that he will blow your mind, that the blessings are going to come from the north, east, south, and the west, that there will be a bountiful flowing in your life, an overflow. So continue to walk in the overflow. I pray that nobody in your household is sick. We denounce sickness as a, as a curse. We curse it back to the lake of fire where it come from to return no more. You are the healed in the name of Jesus. Just like when he gave salvation, he brought healing with it. So take it and believe it and receive it and walk in it. When a pain come up against you, say, oh no, I was healed at the cross. I don't know where you going. You better get out of my body right now because I've been healed in the name of Jesus. And don't even think about it. Just keep walking in the things of God. Be, keep being blessed. Don't be a curse to nobody. Speak good things out of your mouth about people and let God bless you. Let God bring an overflow to you because the things that we do, we get caught up with the snares of our own tongue and we wonder why we can't get blessed because we're always talking about somebody. We always run around with mischief and untruth. But I'm here to tell you, if you turn that thing around and pray for all men, include all men in here, not just a certain person because they got a certain status and stop getting your eyes on the world, what Hollywood is doing, but get your eyes on Jesus, because Jesus got the blessing for you. The world ain't got nothing for you. The world will tear you down, spit you out, and that's it. And ain't going to think about you no more. But when you come to Jesus, all ye are lady and heavy lady. He said, I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace. I'll give you joy, unspeakable joy. I'll give you what the world can't give you, even though they talking about you. But you go on and walk in love and watch me move in your life. Watch me keep you at the head. Watch me keep you above 
in the name of Jesus. Glory to God today. I done preached myself happy. I'm finna go run tell somebody about Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I'm filled up with the spirit right now. Can't nothing stop me. Can't nothing block me. I'm going to do the will of my father as ministry of help. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you listening? Are you opening up your ears? He said, even he that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. Man, I'm telling you, God is good. He's worse. He's, he's not worse, but he's good. He's worth the praise. He's worth everything that you desire him to be. Don't keep looking at the outward part of it, but look on the inward man. Look into your spirit and see that perfect law of liberty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 